Welcome fellow pilots and other podcast listeners to another episode of the Alaska Pilots Podcast. I'm your host, Strategic Communications Chairman David Campbell, and with me today is MEC Chairman Will McQuillan and Strategic Planning Chairman Ronan O'Donohue. Good to have you guys again. Thanks, David. Hey, David. How are you? I want to start this episode by saying just how proud I am to be part of this pilot group right now. This pilot group hit it out of the park. And for those who don't know, we just completed a strike authorization ballot and 96% of our pilot group showed up to vote. And of those, 99% voted yes, which means they voted in favor to authorize a strike. And if you hear any joy or excitement or, or glee in my voice, let me assure you that it's not because I'm excited or looking forward to striking. It's because of what that represents. And it shows the solidarity, the unity, and the resolve of this pilot group to get the contract that it has earned. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, David. I mean, it's just we'll characterize the that strike authorization vote a few times, I think, as we talk today. But I could not be more proud of this pilot group and the solidarity that was displayed in that vote. I mean, that that completely supports everything that we do. Yeah, absolutely. And Ronan, how would you describe what this means? Yeah, David, thanks very much. And, and I do want to jump on it, too, and just say thank you to everybody. That was a tremendous showing of unity, solidarity, and those numbers were quite honestly, way better than, than I had even anticipated they would be. Much like April 1st, it was a stunning display of unity. So I was, I was really, really proud of that. The one thing that I really want to emphasize and I feel is very, very important is that this was an opportunity for the pilots to make their individual voice heard. And each one of their voices was heard in that percentage in that actual number that came through. We do typically hear an awful lot that it's the MEC speaking on behalf of the pilots. Well, this was the pilots speaking loud and clear. And uh, I am so incredibly proud of them. And I'm, I, I sincerely hope that that message has been received and is continuing to be looked at as this is the pilot group that's speaking and wanting to get this thing done. I also too, I mean, it's flattering that they have such a tremendous amount of faith in Will, um, the team, the, the whole MEC that we're on the right path and we're on the right direction that they're willing to come out with a vote like that in such favor. I think that's just amazing as well. So, and the last thing that I would say on it is it really does reinforce that the priorities that the negotiating committee has been working on are undeniably those of the pilot group. It's, that's, that is a point that I can't make strong enough is that this is, this is 100% bottom up driven. This is the pilots and this was their statement. So that's, that's where I'm at, David, with this. I'm, I'm really proud. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, so am I, as I as I said at the beginning. Well, Will, there may be some listening who aren't really familiar what a strike authorization ballot is. So would you unpack that for us? Describe what this does precisely. Yeah, no, I appreciate the question. Uh, there's obviously a lot of confusion around what the vote means, what it doesn't mean. And I, I think, first of all, I'd stress that it does not mean that we're on strike or that a strike is imminent. And, you know, I guess also stress that our goal here obviously is not to strike. You know, nobody wants that. Uh, we want a contract that shows that management actually values its pilots. And obviously, as we've said so many times, one that's just in line with our competitor peers, you know, with the other airlines that's so, so long overdue. The outcome of the vote, you know, it just essentially gives us permission 
as far as the leadership of the the MEC to call for a strike should negotiations fail. And obviously that's after the National Mediation Board determines that none of the future work at the table would be productive or none of their work in particular would be effective in reaching an agreement. Thanks for that clarification. This strike authorization vote is just the most recent of a slew of efforts organized by the Strategic Planning and the Strategic Communications Committees as has been directed by the MEC. And I think it it begs the question, which is I'm sure on most people's mind is, are you seeing any impact from this? I would have to say yes. The sheer display of unity and solidarity that the pilots have done, not only on April 1st, but this week, really has started to move the needle again. Each of these things that we've done, going all the way back to the introduction of Safeguard Our Future campaign, has moved the needle slowly at first, but now more rapidly. After the vote was announced, the company requested to meet, and I'm sure folks know, the company's back at the table and their tone has changed. I mean, Will can add color to that because I obviously wasn't at the table, but I'd like to hear you know his thoughts on that. But Items that they had not too long ago said were non-negotiable are now being negotiated. So obviously not happy until we see the language and it's ratifiable. I will say that's one of the most important points on this, though. And David, you know this very well, is that this was all part of our strategic plan, that this eventuality may happen. And we're glad to see it happening because obviously the goal here is an agreement and not to end up in a strike. But we had plan for this in our strategic plan, and we are more than ready for it. Yeah. Thanks for making that point, Ron. And I, I agree with you completely on that. So we know the company seems to have heard the message and approached the MEC a couple of weeks ago about resuming the talks. And, and those went on, you know, they just completed this week. Will, you were at the table. Can you describe how it went for, for our listeners? Yeah, I'll be glad to add a little bit of color to it, I guess. The negotiations this week did seem different in a few ways. I can start with the simple table team that included uh, the chief financial officer, Shane Tackett, was there to lead the team, and that the the new interim VP of Flight Ops, uh, Dave Metz, also was there. And also a little bit different from our past performance was that they were on time prepared and that uh, three days were three absolutely full days. They did come, as you'll read in the uh, the negotiating committee update with a comprehensive scope proposal that addresses uh, some of the key concepts that the pilot group has articulated as as concerns, obviously. The conversations, I would say, were very candid on our part about where this needs to go. Uh, That certainly was a point that we drove home time and time again. Referring back to that negotiating committee com for specifics, I guess, the company's proposal included specific provisions when it comes to scope related to limits on small jet flying, and co-chair protection, fairness, and growth in a merger. And uh, we did discuss their proposal. We spoke strongly on our views, as I said, and on the subject of job security pretty much throughout the entire week. And uh, while we have a, a good framework, I would say, you know, there will be additional discussion needed and uh, an ALPA counterproposal is going to be provided. But I would say that that proposal, the one that management provided, was uh, constructive and it provided the basis for for the comprehensive response that we're going to provide. It, it should provide a path for negotiations to move forward on this topic. And uh, the answers and the, the tone were different than when we've tried to engage on this topic before. I guess continuing when it comes to work rules, we exchanged proposals that address you know some key issues that we know are fundamental 
to some of the problems that exist here uh, with pairing construction, you know, rigs, average daily guarantee, for example, reassignments, uh, things that, again, are they're just foundational to the problems that exist. And while there's lots of work to do to build a comprehensive system, you know, if you will, that works together in a way that addresses the key concerns the pilots have articulated, you know, even though there's work ahead, we made it very clear that that those problems have got to be addressed. And, um, you know, I, I would say that I know from direct pilot feedback, my inbox, all the reps and everybody else, that the elephant in the room is wondering, you know, why is there this sudden engagement by management? I cannot really answer that except to say that they have seen some incredible, as we just said, incredible displays of unity and solidarity recently from this pilot group. And I believe now they understand just how unified we are and uh, candidly how important addressing your goals really is. You know, I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep over the why, but I do know that the unity of this pilot group was fundamental. And we've always said that if they want to talk, we will listen. But that conversation has got to be constructive and it's got to work to address problems. And as we've said so many times, it can't include the, the Alaska discount. Right. Other elephant in the room? Well, yeah. Let me address that because as you described, the behavior on management's part does seem different. But I, you know, I've been here 20 years. Most folks know that. And we have seen similar things in the past. And so for me, I'll just go back to that cash or arbitration. We had been negotiating for a long time. And the things that management was trying to achieve in that negotiation were really onerous. It, it was a gutting of the contract in work rules and retirement and health care and pay. And that's why we couldn't come to an agreement. And that's why it went into arbitration. And that arbitration hurt, especially pilots of my seniority. I was in that 35.4% pay cut regime. And shortly after that came out, as, as many folks know, the then management team made a what became known as the post-casher TA. And at first, I thought, oh, great. Um, Bill Air is making this better. Everything's going to be fine. I, I won't have to live under this arbitrated ward. We're going to have a good TA. And I, I went to bed that night feeling good. And as soon as my head hit the pillow, I thought, wait a minute. If this were Comair, which is a company I had just come from that had just finished a really onerous contract negotiation, what would they do? And I and I thought, well, they would do all of these negative things, basically try to get everything that they had tried to achieve in the direct negotiations through this post-arbitrated award. And sure enough, they did. But fortunately, we voted that down. The point I'm trying to make is not that this management is the same as that one or that this is the same as that experience, but there are a lot of us here who are skeptical and who are cautious and who, despite what seems to be a change, we are not going to let our guard down until we have written language that is durable, that's in the contract, that we can show to the pilots that they can vote on. I liken it to one of my very first flight experiences when I was getting trained in, in a Cessna 152, and the instructor said, the flight's not over until the airplane is in the chocks and tied down. And you, you never let your guard down until it's, it's over. And in our case, that's, as I said, durable contract language that the pilots can see and vote on. 
You know, David, those are really, really great points. And there's a couple of things I want to loop back on that you, Will just talked about and you just talked about, and that's going back to the why. I can't possibly emphasize just how, and, and I know we've talked about this before, and I know this is repetitive, but again, the pilots need to give themselves a pat on the back because they showed up, they set, they, it was a record picket on April 1st. It's never been done in any AV or in any airline um, history for that big and that unified of a group to show up at one time. And then the other thing that I want to make sure that they realize is that this is the first time on this property a strike vote's ever been taken. So this was a new concept to many people that are here. And again, they came out in force and showed that that was the direction they wanted to go. What I do want to make sure that we're, since we're kind of loosely talking about, you know, making sure that this thing crosses the finish line, I, I think it's an appropriate time to bring up that, again, in the strategic plan, we had allowed for this, but we also too do want to emphasize, make sure that the pilots realize that there will continue to be events during the summer. Nothing's changing, nothing's stopping. You will see different um, events pop up as opportunities come up. And we do have plans loosely around some stuff starting back up in uh, July. You'll see some more unity events and sets and get togethers in June to make sure that we're hearing from you guys, because as we move forward in this process, again, it's really important that the, uh, the negotiating committee and the reps all hear from the, the line pilots, especially in an environment where it's, it's frankly, it's changing, you know, with the other properties getting agreements and principle, et cetera. So, but I do want to make sure that uh, we, 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 this is not the time we are not going to change our tactics. Obviously our tactics are working and pilots should be proud of that and continue to stay involved. So thanks David. Yeah, you, you bet. Another thing that is on a lot of people's mind is the recent agreement in principle at United. That's creating a, a lot of questions, concerns, and, and rumors, frankly. So, Will, what can you tell us about that? Well, <clears throat> simply this. I know that there are rumors out there regarding the United agreement and that that somehow changes the, the landscape in ways that we've like never envisioned. I'd start by saying that everything changes the landscape whether that's another deal or whatever. Uh, but what really matters is that we, A, always focus on addressing the issues that you've identified, right? You know, we have real problems to solve here as the basis. And B, that we ensure that we know what is happening at the other airlines so that we can leverage off it and obviously not get left behind. And let's just say that like every deal that's ever come out, there's a lot of speculation. And the important thing to know is that because the Alpa support family for all these airlines overlaps in so many ways that, you know, we do have our eyes on that landscape. And one thing that I can add is just simply that the details of that agreement are weeks away. And so we won't really have broad spectrum analysis on what that looks like for some time. Yeah. And I, I would you know, some folks may remember, I've talked about this before, the rumors and really the, the anatomy of a rumor. And I will say that any of the details about that agreement in principle are being held very close to the chest. And so anything that's floating out there may or may not be correct. In fact, it probably isn't correct. I mean, I'm not saying it's improving things and, and raising the bar, but just be cautious about making decisions that are based on information that you can't verify. And, and what's out there now, I think, falls into that category. The other thing I think is worth pointing out and, and discussing is that you're talking about different work groups that have different priorities. Obviously, we've made sure that our pilot's priorities are very much focused in this negotiation. 
And just because another work group has gone and, fa- and, and really um, negotiated based on their pilot's priorities, they're not the same. You know, we have different issues that we need to get sorted out. And don't get me wrong, we're not talking about like, you know, financials or things like that here. But what we are talking about is clearly stuff like Section 1, Section 25, and how far we are behind on work rules. And those are our priorities going in. So I just think it's, it's we need to make sure, and we, we are, we have done a really good job of being very disciplined in polling, listening to our pilots, putting the areas in that they have spoken loud and clear that they need fixed and getting those those into the negotiations. So again, that's just, I just wanted to throw that out there that priorities of different groups are different. Will, let me just ask this bluntly. You are keeping an eye on this, right? I mean, I think one of the concerns we're hearing out there is that the industry is going to change and that we are going to be left behind unless we take that into account, right? Isn't that one of the things that we're hearing from well, pilots? Well, ob- obviously, and to jump on Ronan's point, what really matters is where whatever happens at another property fits with the priorities of this pilot group, right? Um, and, and that is what we're focused on. That's why the pilot feedback, the direct feedback, and always having our ears to the ground and knowing the problems that have got to be addressed at this property are, you know, that's, that's the most important thing is focused on our needs, our priorities, and to the degree that we can take components of another agreement and, you know, be able to leverage off of them. That's obviously very critical to us, but, uh, you know, we, we haven't lost the focus in any way, shape or form. Ronan, you mentioned a bit ago that there would be other events in the future and through the summer. Can you speak to any of those more specifically? Yeah, thanks, David. So we are going to continue, as we said, with our own um, tactics during the summer, and we'll reveal more that uh, will be will be happening later on. But for right now, in the month of June, there's a couple of things going on I do want to talk about. You'll continue to see coffee sits and airport events with your reps and with uh, various other committee members. Again, I can't emphasize how important it is that right now, as things are moving finally, that we're hearing from the line pilots and that two-way communication is actually happening. The other thing that's a bit of an ask, but it's a, it's a very important ask, is in the month of June, we have four other airlines and some of them are doing all base pickets. And any participation that this pilot group can lend to those folks would be really appreciated. Uh, a lot of these guys, actually all of these carriers sent members to us on April 1st um, to demonstrate unity and you know solidarity with the Alaska pilots. And I think it's very, very important that we return that to them. So you'll see that coming out in an MEC update, possibly over the weekend, if not early next week, with all of the details for those locations and uh, for who the carriers are. It's, it's American Southwest Federal FedEx and... Um, Delta Airlines. So, you know, we will give you dates, times, and locations. If you guys can go to it, please do. Remember, you're representing the Alaska Pilot Group, so wear your uniform and adhere to the normal rules that we apply towards picketing. But, uh, yeah, stand by for further information on that. So, good question. Thanks, David. Yeah, thanks, Ronan. I agree. I think it's really helpful and important that we support other pilot groups, and I'm sure our pilots will be anxious to get out on the picket line again. Well, Will... Let's, as we always do, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, I think a few final thoughts, and a lot of it's already been said, but I would start by reiterating that I'm absolutely humbled and proud of this pilot group for the confidence and solidarity that's reflected in that strike vote authorization result. I mean, that's just overwhelming. And I do know that it seems strange that in this podcast, we're both talking about a strike authorization vote 
as, as well as what seems to be progress at the table. But I'd like to reiterate that they are two separate things. What's happening at the table, and, and trust me, it needs to continue, is a reflection that your solidarity and resolve has made a difference, right? And then, as we've said a few times here, nothing changes. We move ahead laser-focused on fixing things that need fixing for, well, over a decade, and push for parity with the industry, you know, that, that's so long overdue. And as Ronan said, you can expect continued outreach events and the opportunity to have your voice heard. That, that part will never change. But, you know, what happened this week is that this pilot group sent a strong, strong message that there's no change in expectations and that you are willing to strike unless a deal that is ratifiable is reached. Again, addressing those simple quality of life issues and job security issues that the industry's enjoyed for a decade. They have to become ours. And I would add with a finer point, without the Alaska discount. Will, I got to back you on that and just reemphasize just how important it, it, these the, the pilots own this. The pilots are, are so we are so grateful for their unity, the solidarity and the message they sent to management this week. They made their voices heard. I know we've talked about this already, but it's worth saying again. They sent a very clear message with 96% and 99% of where they're at and what they want to have happen. So major kudos to the pilot group. And again, it crushes that narrative that we're speaking on their behalf because they spoke this week and they spoke loud and clear. Yeah, I, I agree. And what's happened is simply adding an arrow to our quiver. And as I said in the beginning, couldn't be more humbled by that trust and that solidarity. And as we've said also today, in the weeks ahead, you can expect that that message is going to be reinforced at the table time and time again. And as you said, too, we will be listening. So maybe in final closing, if you will, David, I would like to stress that now, more than ever, professionalism matters. Don't waver in that, right? Stay focused on safety and taking care of our passengers and, of course, taking care of each other. And uh, rest assured that we haven't taken our eyes off the ball and we do know where this needs to go. Yeah, well, I, I absolutely agree with you that professional does matter. We've up to this point done everything exactly as we laid out on our strategic plan and it's working. So please continue to just do exactly what you're doing right now and uh, make sure that you're staying professional at all times. I can't emphasize how important that is. Absolutely. Thank you, Ronan. And thank you, Will. Yep, thanks, David. I'd like to thank our listeners, and I'd especially like to thank our pilots on this particular episode. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your engagement. Thank you for your voice. And thank you for your solidarity. You've been listening to the Alaska Pilots Podcast. I've been your host, Strategic Communications Chairman David Campbell.